I don't know if you've ever been in a place like that, but where you just ran into somebody and all of a sudden it became a conversation about God, about him. And Butch was just, you know, speaking to me and uh, telling me, you know, about his life and, you know, that he was a Catholic and that he would go to church. And, you know, uh, he told me that he uh, went through some tough times with his father. His father would uh, was an alcoholic. He did a lot of things, you know. To his mother, you know, and to him, to them. And as he began to share these things, these uh, intimate things that he was sharing with me, I began to tell him, I says, I began to speak to him about the Lord and telling him about, we're just, you know, the Lord, this is, you know, he has us here. This is just the temporal, Okay. There is somewhere where he is taking us. We're just passing through this place. And our lives, they're on borrowed time. Our lives are on borrowed time. God has given us time for his purpose and his will. But what we do with the time that God's given us, with the talents that he's given us, are we going to use it for his kingdom or for our own selves? Right? I want to use it for his kingdom, his glory. Why? Because he's faithful. He's faithful. I told Butch, I said, all those prayers that your mom prayed, they're going to come to pass. God's going to bring that to pass in your life. And he started getting teary-eyed. And he said, I tear up when I think about my mom. Because she was a woman of prayer. She would pray for me. And she was a good woman. And my heart went out to Butch there in that, that cafe where we were eating. And it was like ministry exchanging and I felt the presence of the Lord in that place. And he gets up and he gives me a big hug. And he says, thank you so much for talking to me. I love you. He told me that. Complete stranger. Out of nowhere tells me, I love you and hugs me. It made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside, Robert. <laughs> You know, when someone just gives you a hug, <laughs> you know, I was never a hugger, you know. My dad never allowed me to hug my mom and stuff like that. I don't know why, you know. It was like some weird thing, you know, I grew up with. But, you know, those things sometimes, you know, they stay with you and affect you. But, you know, with the Lord, I don't know, I, it feels so different, you know, when I hug someone. I feel that precious love of the Lord. And especially, you know, when, you know, it's about the Lord and we're speaking about God. And somebody just is so thankful that you've spoken the word of the Lord to them. And they come up and they give you a big hug. 
And it used to feel awkward to me, but not no more, you know, now I just, I know that they're feeling that presence and that love of God. Amen. I felt there for a while that God wasn't speaking to me or, you know, answering me as I was praying and I was seeking after the Lord, you know. Time goes by sometimes where you feel like maybe he's not listening. Maybe he is far from me. And I was feeling that way, you know. I was feeling kind of alone and distant. But thank be to the Lord, he knows the right timing of where and when he needs to speak with you. Amen. Let's turn to John chapter 9. I want to read here. Verse 1 through 5. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Verse 2, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man? Or his parents that he was born blind. Jesus answered. Neither hath this man sinned. Nor his parents. But that the works of God. Should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him. That sent me. While it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world. I am the light of the world. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? This encounter with this man that was blind. And he's talking here to his disciples because they asked him, you know, what did this man do? That he was born this way. You know, was it him or his parents? But the Lord revealed something very beautiful here. He says, I must work the works of him that sent me. It is that ministry that is God-given God's will that he desired to fulfill. This is what he was sharing with them. He said, I, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. See, when you're blind, you cannot see. There's obstacles in the way. There's all kinds of things. I, uh... 
I don't like the darkness because that's when, you know, you get up and what do you do? You stub your toe. My wife did that. She stubbed her toe in the room there and she's all, ah. <laughs> and it's, it's good having light, being able to see where you're going. Amen. It's good where, you know, when you can see and you have understanding and, and light and purpose of where you're going. When I was in darkness, when I was living according to my own ways, I had no direction. There was no purpose in me. I had no wisdom of God. Everything that I did never prospered. Nothing, nothing ever prospered. But the Lord saw fit to come and to take me from where I was to shine the light of his glorious gospel, of his word, to give me wisdom and understanding so that I could learn, so that my heart could understand. Because without his word, without him, you can't. I remember when I received his spirit, it, it quickened me. It brought a lot of things to light that I didn't understand and know. But it was a constant searching of what I had to do to get to him. When you're blind, it's like you can't give wisdom to nobody or others. Because that sin that's inside of you and that you're entertaining and that easily besets you, it starts to consume you. It starts to take you into a spiritually blind place. Where the word of God doesn't have effect inside of you no more. Because you just start to dwell in those, in those other, those dark places. Amen. Can we pray before we go for Let's pray together. Father, I pray understanding today, Lord God. I pray revelation of your word have its way, Lord God. Give us ears to hear, Lord God, spiritually, Lord God, and collectively, Father, as your body, Lord God, to do your will in this earth, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I yield myself to you, Lord God. I yield myself to your word, hallelujah. I yield myself, Father, that I would hear from you, Lord God. That I would hear your word today, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. See, from the very beginning... When the Lord took his people out of Egypt and he was taking them out of that sin, that darkness. He took them through that, through that desert 
so that they could learn of him. Showing them constantly of what would happen if they allowed sin and that darkness to take over. If they continued to walk in those things. See, we got to sometimes just purge things out of us. Sometimes we got to just leave things behind. Because those things will corrupt us. They'll darken us. Where we will continue to be spiritually blind. Even when we're in the presence of the Lord, the word of God will have no effect on us no more. Uh, he warned them the cost of rebellion and disobedience and sin would be separation from him. That's what he was showing them as they went in through that wilderness. It said that disobedience that you're that you're partaking in, it's going to cause a separation between me and you. God desires a relationship with us. That's his main goal and desire of what he had planned for us. The Pharisees, they were supposed to do that for God's people. They were God's priests. They were supposed to get, they were supposed to share the word of the Lord, that knowledge and wisdom with God's people and lead them to God, to lead them to be a people of his heart. But they, they fell into spiritual darkness, spiritual blindness. All they could see was their own personal gain their own desires, their heart was darkened. I don't want to be separated from God. I need his wisdom. I need his timing in my life, his understanding of where he's taking me, his purpose, his eternal purpose of where he's leading and guiding me. Right? Not just of this world, of this physical and material place, but where he's taken me after in eternity. I want his purpose. I don't want to forfeit his promises in my life. And that's what we do when we continue to follow after spiritual blindness sin uh, let's go to uh, I'm move very quickly here uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 and we're going to go to verse 29 
it says, And thou shalt grope at noonday, as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. This is what happens when we continue in darkness, blind. We become separated of God's presence. When we're separated from God's presence, you know what happens? We can't submit to his authority. We can't submit to his word of where he's trying to lead and guide us. We become blind to where he's taking us and leading us, his purpose. Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. The word of the Lord also came to me, saying, Son of man, thou dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house, which have eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. They no longer allowed God to transform their minds. To have his way in their thinking, in their heart. I realize sometimes when that happens, it's like we become islands to ourselves. A separation takes place there. Like, oh, I can handle these things on my own. It's okay. I can do this. And we walk around just blind, groping stuff, not knowing where we're going. Man, that's, that's, that's like phew, exhausting, right? Exhausting. It's like when that takes place, there's nothing but confusion and anxiety. Wondering, where am I going to go? Where's the direction that I need for today? Where is it that I need to go and what is it that I need to do? See, this is the way the people of the world are. They have no direction because they're lost, they're blind, they're spiritually blind. The blind cannot lead the blind. What happens? They'll fall into a ditch. It's like, uh, Julie, will you come here? Gabe, you come over here. Use him as an example. Here. Amen. All right. 
want you to uh, stand next to Gabe right here, mm-hmm. right here, where people can see you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And then just close his eyes. Is that okay, mm-hmm. Gabe? Yeah, it's okay. All right. And then you close her eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right All there. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, I want you to try to walk to my right. Okay. Go ahead. To my right? Yeah. No, my right. Yep. Just go ahead. Take some steps. You know, what is this? It's like, right? Okay, Martin, why don't you stand up? If you can, please help me, bro. Stand right here, okay? I want you to face that way. Okay. Right there. Okay. You right there. Okay. You right there. All right. You guys try to walk and just go around uh, Martin there. See, yeah. Just try to go around Martin or see you don't. See that? It's like... <laughs> all right, you may all be seated. Thank you. So, the blind's leading the blind, right? And if we're allowing spiritual blindness in our walk with God, we're not going to be able to show the blind the way. We're not going to be able to show them the way if we're allowing darkness in our lives. We're not going to be able to say, okay, grab my hand and go if I'm blind too, right? We can't do that. We have to be constantly joined with him, with the good shepherd. He left his throne to come to be a good shepherd to the lost. See, because he's seen us without a shepherd. I was a sheep and I had no shepherd. I walked in this world without a shepherd, without someone leading and guiding me and showing me the way. But he saw fit to come to show you the way so that you would not be blind. I think of Saul In that day when he was on the road to Damascus and the Lord blinded him, that light came and blinded him and those scales came on his eyes. And Saul, not knowing what to do, being led by the hand, that's all he could do. That's all he could do. But God had a divine appointment with him. Just like me and you. Of where he's taking us and leading us. And what he's done from the beginning. What he's going to do till the end. That's what he did for me. Miracle after miracle. When I called on him. I remember times where I needed him. And he showed himself strong to me. And led me out of there. Even though there was times I couldn't hear him, he was there because he is faithful. The Lord is faithful. And he is the light of this world. That's what he told the disciples. While I'm here, there's light in this world. There's light. But when he's gone, 
there's going to be darkness. And you ain't going to be able to see. You ain't going to be able to go. So we need to work while, while it is light, while it's daytime. I got a couple more scriptures I want to share. Jeremiah 10, verse 21. For the pastors are become brutish and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they shall not prosper and all their flocks shall be scattered. Matthew chapter 23, verse 13. He says, but woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to have darkness in me. I don't want to be fellowshipping darkness because none of that is going to prosper you. None of that is going to take you in the presence of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we worship you. We give you all the praise and worship. Hallelujah. I pray, Father, that you would open our eyes, Lord God. Jesus, I pray scales fall from blind eyes, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Give us a fresh revelation of your word and truth, hallelujah. That we could go forth, Lord God, to see, hallelujah. To hear your word, Father. To know your ways, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, I got one more verse, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. Take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligent, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. Continue to teach them. Keep thy soul diligent. Least thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen. I don't want to forget of what I've seen. Every miracle, everything that he's done in my life, of where he's leading and guiding me. Amen? Amen. Julie. Do you have anything you'd like to share? Praise the Lord. Um, if we just pray one more time, um, 
before I get started. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father, Lord God, and we give you all the honor and all the glory. Father, we worship you and yield ourselves to you, Father, Lord God. We ask you, Father, that you would anoint our eyes and our ears to hear and see. Anoint our heart to receive, Father, Lord God. Captivate every thought, Lord God, bring it into the obedience of your spirit, Father, Lord God, I pray. I pray, Lord God, that you would speak to us, Father. Speak to us that we might, Lord God, do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Well, uh, I was telling my husband on the way here, I said, well, I don't know what you're going to teach. I know what I'm going to teach, and I hope it fits. <laughs> um, we, we purposely do not um, discuss it with one another. I want the Lord to speak to us and don't want to try to be influenced one by the other. Um, I like to see, like he said, it's important, right? Um, there was a conversation with the Lord and a man by the name of Nicodemus. And he told him, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And, um, I was thinking about that today. And we, we, we know what that means. We, we, we know being born of the water and of the spirit is. And we understand that's baptism and being filled with the Holy Ghost. And we, we, we preach it. It's important. We need it for salvation. So important. But there's another place in Hebrews chapter 12. Jesus. Verse 14. And it says, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. You know, I, I know we, we talk about, you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. you got to have that blood applied to your life or you won't get to see the kingdom of God. You won't get to see the Lord. You won't get to go to heaven. But sometimes we forget about this part. Holiness. What is holiness? It's set apart. Set aside for a purpose, a special purpose. Whose purpose? Well, we know what happens when we, Lewis talked about, when we go after our own purpose. We seek after our own will. If you didn't know that doing your will versus God's will, that's sin. Um, and without being separated, set apart for a purpose, his purpose, we won't see the Lord. Um, Lewis talked about being separated. You know, when we go after our own will and we're letting the darkness have its way in our life, we're set apart from God. But when we come to the Lord, we go in those waters of baptism and washing away his sins, calling upon his name. We set ourselves apart, separated from this world. And I know we used, I, I know when I came to the Lord, I, my understanding of holiness was very surface. 
Well, that's the way you dress. But it's so much more. It's the very way that we live and act and talk and the choices that we make. Are they, am I going to do this thing that I want to do? Well, that's not really sin, so I can do it. But is it where the Lord's leading me? Or am I just following after my own desire? What I want to do, what I feel. I, I hear it all the time. We, we, we hear people, you can listen to somebody else. You might not hear yourself so well, but you can hear somebody else say, well, I just feel like, and I feel this, and, I, and you're thinking in your head, you're like, you're not thinking very well. You're just kind of being carnal. But we do it too. That's sin. When we follow after these feelings that have nothing to do with where God's leading us. You know, the Lord told the Israelites, he says, be ye holy for I am holy. Holiness is so important. And when I was meditating on the Lord today, he brought diligence into my mind. There's a, there's a um, thing in my job where, you know, we have this process and we have to contact people and try to get them signed up for a program, and um, we have to reach out to them so many times, and we call that due diligence. you got to do your due diligence. Did you do your due diligence? Did you contact them three times? Did you do three different types of contacts? That's due diligence. Um, diligence talks about being careful. I'm telling you, go through the Word of God and look up holiness. It's not what you think it is and you don't get to choose what it is either this isn't one of those things where we say well you know i think that it's this and i think that it, no god's very clear what holiness is he's very clear about it in the word of god go do a word search and look up all the scriptures that talk about holiness and what they had to separate from i mean it is it's a lot but it's important in our ability to be able to see him i want to see the lord of all the things that I can see, that's the one thing that I'm here for. The Savior. To be able to see him with my eyes. To really see him. On that day, when we go before him, and he says to enter in. I get to see him. I get to be with him for eternity. That's the whole point. Like Lewis said from the beginning, that was his, that was his purpose was to restore the broken relationship between man and God. Um, I have one more scripture. It's in 2 Corinthians. I think I can remember. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm in 1 Corinthians, that's why I don't look right. Starting at verse 16, it says, In what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. 
and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. And I'm going to borrow this from Elder Hart. Man put the chapters there. We're going to move on to 7.1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You know, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And um, I'm not here. I'm not going to try to exhaust to you what holiness is because we would be here for a while. And if you avoid it because you think it's just about dress, it is that too. I just want to say that it is that too. But you can't do it without the grace of God. But you got to know it and you got to understand it. Do a search. Know what holiness is. Um, and so that you can perfect holiness in the fear of God. That's all I have today. Praise the Lord. Why don't we all stand together, amen? In Jesus' name. I think it's pretty clear what the Lord is dealing with us about tonight. Um, I'm not going to try and add stuff, but this week I was listening to a, a preaching by Brother Billy Cole, and um, you probably can't see it, but I changed my screensaver to something that he shared, um, and it was, do what you do as unto the Lord, and hearing this tonight about being holy and set apart unto God, um, I think that's, that's something we need to keep in mind, is just in everything that we do, we're doing it for God. We're not doing it to be seen by man. We're not doing it for, for our own gain or our own benefit. It's, it's all for the Lord. It's all for his glory. And, um, and so that's, that's what I want to purpose tonight. Why don't we just pray and allow the Lord to continue to speak to us with this word that, that he has shared with us tonight. God, we thank you. We thank you for the beauty of your word. We thank you for the clarity of your word, Jesus, for your spirit and ministering to us tonight. God, I pray that you would search our hearts for any unclean thing that we have continued to give our time and attention to, Lord. I pray that we would come before you with all humility, God, emptying ourselves at your feet. God, I repent of my iniquity, of my own will, of my own desires, Lord, and I come before you humbled, oh God to be set apart unto you where you would lead us, God, so that you can take us into further depths with you, I pray. God, open our eyes to see what you have in store for us, Lord, to have a depth of relationship with you beyond just surface, beyond just Sunday morning and Thursday night, but I pray every day that we would seek your will, O oh Lord. Every day we would lay our lives at your feet in repentance, O oh God. That we would allow you to do your work in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits, God. That we would allow you to order our steps every day, casting down our own pride, I pray. Casting down our idea of what we think we need to be and simply yielding to you today, O oh God. Lord, I want your will to be done in me, oh God. I want to do what is pleasing to you. I pray renewing of our minds, Lord.
the areas where we have built up our own routines and our flesh that have hindered you from having your way. God, I lay my routine at your feet for you to do with what you please, for you to disrupt my plans, for you to disrupt what I want to do, God, so that you would be glorified in me today that we would have an ear to hear your word and a heart to obey, I pray. I thank you, Jesus, for your love that reaches to us so gracefully, Lord. For your correction that is in love, God, I receive it today in Jesus' name. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Could we just wait here just a little bit longer? Just whatever he wants to do tonight. Jesus, I wait on you tonight. Maybe if there's been something that the Lord has brought to your mind that he's been dealing with you about casting down at his feet of sacrificing something that you have been entertaining in your flesh. Could we just do that tonight? If he's brought something to your mind or to your heart, could we just lay it at his feet tonight? God, I surrender all to you, not holding anything back not putting anything before you, God, having no idols before you, Lord, but putting my relationship with you before anything else, God. I pray, search my heart, oh God. Search my heart for anything that I have given too much attention to, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.